in the morning why am I up at 536 in the morning I asked myself as I was on the toilet and this is what you're gonna get you're gonna get the truth you're gonna get realty oh realty <laughs> you're gonna get real um, this is my fourth podcast you guys I do apologize for it being so late I told myself I was going to try to be consistent on trying to do this um, podcast thing that so many people are doing. And I haven't really heard a lot of podcasts. And I know I'm jumping into my podcast. So, fourth one in, you guys. Um, The reason I'm I'm playing Grease is because... There was a mini-series I started watching yesterday. Just got a glimpse of it. All I saw was Rise of the Pink Ladies. And if you watch Grease, you know who the Pink Ladies are. And I, as a Grease fan, had to watch it. So there you have it. Any of you Grease fans, um, Rise of the Pink Ladies. So... As I begin this podcast, as I once already said, but I'm saying it again because I had to say something about the Rise of the Pink Ladies. Uh, This goes back to a time in my life, a memory. Um, And there's going to be a lot of memory stories, you guys. So hang tight when you listen to my podcast. Um, Memories. I will be always going down memory lane. That's what it's all about, right? Telling stories of the past. Uh, So this memory is when I moved from San Juan Capistrano. Um, I'm not sure if I have mentioned it in any of the past three podcasts. But right before I moved to Riverside, California, which is where I grew up pretty much, um... From the time I was nine until I was 16, um, I lived uh, from military base to military base because my dad was a Marine. And we ended up in San Capistrano after he left the San Onofre uh, Marine base, which... I don't remember how long we lived there because I was little. But I do remember Salon Capistrano. So Salon Capistrano, we lived there for about three years uh, in an apartment complex. And I remember an equestrian uh, um, center, um, 
horses. That's how I found my love of horses. Um, I lived down, I lived from the creek. And that was my first thing <clears throat> in nature um, that I experienced was that creek. Because when we got bored, me and my brothers, my siblings, uh, we went to the creek. Now out here in the country, I mean out here in the Midwest, where um, I live right now, um, they go out to the woods. So creek, woods, trees, water, and nature. <laughs> um, so at this time, there was only four of us. So there was uh, my sister Jen, which we called Jing Jing, my brother Wayne, which we called Wing Wing, and my youngest brother at that time, before the two came along, uh, was Richard, which uh, we called Cluck Cluck. And um, these are the nicknames my mom had for us. Well, from Count Sound Capistrano, we moved to Riverside, California. The Riverside, California is where it was at. This is where my life started that I can remember. Um, I am going to be truthful about my life. I'm going to, I want to share. Uh, but right now, we're not going to go into any sadness right now. So right now, I'm going to speed it up and talk about the funniest. <clears throat> so my mom is a Filipino lady. And she's probably five foot, at least, because I'm 5'3". And um, I just want to paint you a picture of my family that we are of different colors. Um, are we of different ethnicities? We have the same mother. That's about it. We have the same mother. Um... Our father that raised us was a Marine, uh, so to say, a Caucasian white man, and who married our mother and came from this relationship with four children. Now, if you saw us, you would say, who's the father? And where's the black man at? Because one of my brothers is darker than the rest of us. Now, this is where the story goes. Um, <clears throat> about nine years old, we moved, settled into the neighborhood. Okay. Now, when I say neighborhood, hood is in there. So, we settled into... The neighborhood. I grew up in the hood. Who knew? Who knew that I grew up in the hood? And I didn't know it was the hood. I didn't know it was the hood. Until someone told me it was the hood. <clears throat> I didn't know. I had a black brother. Until someone told me. I had a black brother. No I wasn't colorblind. Because I never even noticed that my brother was a darker color. He was just my brother. 
Now, if you look at our family, I being the oldest, am the lightest. And then came my sister, who was darker. And then came my brother, who was black. And then came the baby of the bunch for 14 years. And he's dark. Darker than my sister dark. So dark. Almost about mama dark. And remember, mama's Filipino. So we got Filipino mama dark with my my siblings. And one day I'm in the neighborhood <clears throat> crossing through or, you know, playing up front out there like all the other kids do. You know, in the ghetto. In summertime, we moved uh, during the summer, so it was August. It was August that we moved there. Um, how I remember that, I don't know, but I know it was August, August of 1981. And like I said, just playing out there in the front. Across the way, on the stoop or the or the stairs, uh, there were a group of black guys. And usually in the 80s, a group of black guys means a gang. And at that time, during the 80s, <clears throat> gangs were coming around. Or at least in L.A. Um... But now that I look back on those days, I was probably in <clears throat> a gang uh, area because the colors uh, red stand out. And I had a neighbor next to me named Larry who I can recall was this fascinated with this red handkerchief. Like, I saw him when he'd leave. He'd always have the, his red handkerchief on. He'd put it in his back pocket. So we must have been in the the red area of the neighborhood, which I didn't know. So there's all these guys, black guys, mind you, hanging out because they weren't Chinese. So it's not racist. It's real. It's truth. A group of black guys whistled at me. Or hollered at me, as you say. Come on over here, girl. Uh, not really knowing what to take to that. Just that I'm just a young girl in the neighborhood going about my way. <clears throat> and curious for what they had to say, come on over here, girl. I, I went over there, you know, a little nine-year-old girl. And they were curious themselves. Who are you guys? Like, literally, they said, like, who, who, the, who are you guys? Where'd you guys come from? You know, and I'm sure I told them about the move from San Juan Capistrano and moving into this nice apartment complex 
uh, actually condominiums as I said it and that was it was put to me moving to the condominiums of Riverside California on Main Street condominiums that's what they were called condominiums two bedroom how did four children two adults live in a two-bedroom apartment for so many years right so many years so yeah and then they laughed and they said condominiums I'm like yes the condominiums here that we moved to from San Capistrano to here Riverside California and they think this isn't no condominiums this is the ghetto and I did not know what that term meant until years later <clears throat> but apparently it didn't bother me living where I lived it was home right if it's home you don't see it anyway the slum the ghetto trash you know as long as your home wasn't trash <laughs> right <laughs> anyway <clears throat> so yeah they corrected me told me it was the ghetto and I was like okay sir thank you um, then they asked me is that your brother and I was like, yes, that's that's my brother. As my brother was there, uh, they pointed to him. I, they said, is he black? And I did not know in my life that I had been at that point. Nine years old. Understanding the term, literally, literally, you guys, understanding the term black. What is black? What was black to me? I didn't see any colors. Now, when you're a child, I, mind you, I am nine years old. Nine years old, growing up in a society. I'm going to say society, because that's where I was. I was from one society to another society <clears throat> where I did not learn racism I did not learn separation well maybe people looked at us separately you know <laughs> but yeah I didn't see that my brother was black all I saw was that my brother was my brother and we were just you know brothers and sisters the four of us um, it was a great thing we were paired though <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, and I was upset like these guys were calling my brother a name. So I was like, no, no, my brother's not black. And they all laughed hilariously. Like, you're, that's your brother and he's not black. They're like, well, who's your mom? I'm like, well, my mom is a Filipino lady. We're just different colors. And they all just laughed like it was, you know, the thing to do. Laugh. So, 
I was very upset. I was very upset that they called my brother black. And so, and upset that they took away the thought of a condominium to a ghetto, which, like I said, still didn't know at that time. But years later, was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Like in, the, in those movies, like Pretty in Pink. I was embarrassed when friends took me home. I walked five miles, five miles from middle school and high school because I did not want anyone knowing that I lived in Bedrock. Yeah, that's another name they used. The Bedrocks. Oh, you live in the Bedrocks. I'm like, the Bedrocks? So I'm not familiar with that term, Bedrocks for North Maine. <clears throat> so now from the bedrocks to the ghetto, from the condominiums that I had so proudly lived in, let's go back. So I go running home to my mom. Mom! Mom! I'm a little nine-year-old girl crying. Mom! All those guys over there, they called Wing Wing Black, Mom. I don't understand this black. So hurt. What is black, mom? What does that mean? What is what does that mean? And she said to me, and this is the story I've been telling for years because it's it rings so true in what a nine year old girl at that time would believe. My mom said to me, Oh your brother Wing Wing black he's black. He is black. I'm like, but what is black? It's just he's a different color. I said, okay, but I see it now. I look at the rest of us. Why is he such a different color? And she explained to me now, any nine-year-old child living in that environment and grew up in the society that she did would have believed what my mom said, the words that came from her mouth. She said that my brother, Wing Wing, was darker than the rest of us because his pigment of his skin, which she didn't say pigment, I'm just smart now, so you know, <laughs> the pigment of his skin was because our grandfather climbed coconut trees for a living. That's not the best part, though. It's not the coconut trees. It's how high he climbed the coconut trees. And he climbed so high in those coconut trees to support his 16 children. <clears throat> I don't know how many were at that time, but I know my mom had at least 16 siblings besides herself. Um, so yeah, he climbed these coconut trees because I guess they didn't have straps then or, you know, machinery. So high in the sky, and if you've seen coconut trees, especially in the tropics, um, 
or in Riverside <laughs> where there's streets lined of, well, I'm sorry, not coconut trees, palm trees, but eh, they're uh, trees without coconuts, basically. So he climbed these trees so high that the sun just darkened his skin. That was it. You guys, that's why Wing Wing's black. Because of my grandpa's skin pigment being darker. And um, he was the third one out. So then he became the darkest at the time. But then I said, well, what about Cluck Cluck? Why didn't he come out a darker color? That's what I thought. But my mom never told me that. The question was about Wing Wing and why he was black. So that, my friends, is the story of my black brother and moving to the bedrocks of Riverside, California at the time of my life in August of 1981 when I first stumbled upon Greece. And on that note, I thank you, the listener, for tuning in. And I hope you tune in again and again and again as I tell more stories from the Chronicles of Mary Jane's Freedom. As I go out, I'm going to play this song on the Grease Track album. It's hopelessly devoted to you and uh, the singer who also starred in the movie Grease, Olivia Newton-John, I was hopelessly <laughs> devoted to. All right, here we go. Until next time, one love, peace, love yourself, take care. Sorry about that commercial. Here we go. i
what I intend.